0: What's up everybody and welcome back to the Verzi Effect podcast show. Today is, uh, it's actually Tuesday night, November the 8th. I'm giving this one to you guys a little early. This is episode number 38. Um, I told you that I was going to have a guest with me and I do. I'm actually going to have some guests lined up for the next couple of of uh, TVE podcast shows. Uh, This week, got a great guest, um, one of the youngest, I actually think he's the youngest comedian working in New York City today. Um, I was really impressed with some of the clips that I saw, and uh, some close friends of mine saw him and were talking about him. I met him, a really nice kid. He was a fan of the show, funny comic, and now he's on the show. Pete Davidson from Staten Island, the... The eight, soon to be eighteen-year-old, you lucky fuck. Yeah, it we'll
1: weird for us hanging out in about a week. Uh,
0: yeah. <laughs> um, now you started. You, you. I saw clips. I saw clips of you, man. And for you, you've only been doing comedy. This guy's only been doing comedy for two years, and um, really funny stuff. You know, obviously, as you evolve, things are going to get uh, to a level that you know is just. You're going to keep growing like we all do. But for where you are, from what I saw, man, really impressive and. Uh, you know, you obviously must love it to have gotten in that, that
1: early. Oh, yeah. Thank you, man. I, uh, I appreciate that. I love doing it. It's, uh, I grew up where when Dane was getting huge through MySpace, when I, had a My- when I first made a MySpace, Dane was the guy. So I bought tickets to see a show and then uh, at the garden and I saw Burr open up for him. And as soon as he got off stage, I was like, that's what I want to do. Oh, is that right? That's exactly what I want to do. And then I saw you open for him at Caroline's, and I was like, oh, this guy's awesome, too. So oh. now this is cool. Oh. This is fucking really cool for me. <laughs> so.
0: Well, thanks, man. So, yeah, that's Thank right. You know what? I think I remember, I think I remember, like, some young kid to the right of the stage, yep. or, or actually to the left if you're on stage, and I remember you were there, and you were like, hey, and, and that young kid was you. Yep. Um, so now you you... You went to see Dane Cook at Madison Square Garden. Bill Burr opened for him. Yep. And and you and I now, how, now did, did Dane
1: are you a Dane Cook fan? Yeah, I like I I like Dane. I didn't when you become a comic. Well, I don't, you know, I'm not anything yet, but when you start to learn like you learn things about comedians that you had no idea about. Yeah. Like there's a lot of shit about Dane that I didn't know about, but I still like like if it wasn't for him, no, I would never have actually ever started. So I yeah, I'm a big Dane Cook. Fan.
0: I you know, I think that uh I think that, you know, a lot of people have given Dane Cook shit and said things and I've always said You know, first of all, don't knock the guy's hustle because he fucking was a marketing, you know, genius. But I've actually laughed really hard at some Dane Cook bits like anybody else. And I also think there's that thing where when somebody gets top, man, when somebody... I can't even tell you how many times I would hear people hating on Dane Cook in green rooms when I was opening for people. And I put two and two together and I was like, this is all fucking jealousy. You know, listen, granted, I'm not saying he's... I'm not going to sit here and say that he's, you know... Louis C.K., yeah. you know, Bill Burr, anything like that. Oh, but 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 you know what? You got you can't knock somebody oh, when you pack he out made Ma- it.
1: Yeah. You pack out Madison Square Garden, you're doing something right. He's there's four people who have sold out the garden. It was it's him and uh, Dice, right? Dice, uh, was it Eddie? no, uh, was it Carlin and this other one. I don't even know the other one, but he's one of those four guys. You can't hate that. No. It's like one of those things when your friends they're like when a band when you're the first one to discover them... And then they have a radio song... And then all of a sudden that person hates them... It's like, yeah. oh, I knew them before... And you're like, no, yeah. no now, they're, now everybody knows them... You know? Right, right... And, yeah...
0: Uh, when... It's funny because... Uh, I met somebody that that was actually... The, the vice president of promotions for Capitol Records... And he saw you in a show... And he said, Paul, do you know this guy, Pete Davidson... He's a young kid, he's like 17 years old... And that's when I saw a clip... And uh, I was like, wow, man, like for two years that, you know, there's definitely potential there. So were you uh, were you somebody that like when you said this is what I want to do and it's been so new for you, it's still such a new process for you. Was it something that you said, um, I'm going to do it my own way? I'm going to or are you trying to mimic like are you were you trying to say, hey, I want to do what that guy does in that guy's style or I'm just going to go up and talk about the shit that that I think is funny and it's going to be my style.
1: It was a little of both. When I first started, I had, you know, I had that very the jumpy, like when I saw, what I saw on TV. I was like, oh, so Dane says a word this way. I'm gonna say a word that way. And then I realized right. it's, not, it's not what I like to do. And then I just started writing things that I thought were funny. And then when you do them, it means more. It, it means more than mimicking another, like another person's style where it's just like, oh, people like what I have to say. That's kind of cool. So uh, after about like two months, yeah. I as co- away.
0: yeah, as comedians, that's a really good point because as comedians, we almost get this thing where it's like, holy shit, they like me for me. Yeah. Like I could just be like me. Like it, it was funny tonight. Um, and uh, in the background here, I got I got the uh, the man, the myth, the legend himself, uh, Chris Italia from Cringe Humor. Thanks for um, the sandwich. Uh, yeah. Oh, th- that's. Remember, guys, I was talking about how I'm um, represented by Cringe Humor, uh, Chris Italia, Dave Kimowitz. Dave Kimowitz was a, was a guest on the show. Chris is doing work right now. Uh, we're in an undisclosed uh, location here, and uh, he's, he's uh, doing some work. But this guy, if you want a fucking sandwich... If you want a fucking slice, a sandwich, a drink, this fucking guy knows the we're the best place not only to get, like, a sandwich, and I'm not talking about a drink like a Diet Coke. This guy will tell you, like, who's brewing fucking, like, homemade root beer from a fountain that the fucking grandmother started in 1826 that comes out with the steak. This guy knows it all, so we went, and he took us to this hole-in-the-wall roast beef place. What's the name of it? This little piggy on on, ni- first and ninth. on first and ninth. This little piggy, I had a roast beef sandwich. Pete, you had the same thing. Roast I'd, beef I'd sandwich.
1: Saved, I wasn't gonna get it, and then I saw it come by. I'm like, there's no way I, I can manly watch somebody else destroy that meat. <laughs> it I, was a soft roll. Trying to show with, me up. With with turned. with
0: fucking soft beef and melted cheese whiz. The with, cheese I mean, it would have been
1: more perfectly melted. Uh, like, it was amazing. Yeah, it was. Um, it, was, it uh, was movie theater cheese, that nachos. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, it was, it's, it's, it's actually the
0: cheese was that you could get on a cheesesteak in Philadelphia, but that was ridiculous. Anyway, uh, Chris is here doing some work, and we're, we're sitting here in this cool location um, that we're not going to talk about, but uh, some cool things may be happening here in the future. Nobody knows. Um, but anyway, going back to what we were talking about, um, it's a really, really good point, is that a comedian sees another comedian doing something that the crowd likes – and they kind of automatically think, well, if I don't do something like that, the crowd's not going to like me. And your, your whole point is that if you just go up there and you do the shit that you think is funny, there's a different brand to everything and that people will like that. And that, that's an excellent point. And it's, it's true. Like tonight I was in a room. I was actually uh, in a room with a bunch of alternative people. And I'm like, wow, I'm about to say some really dark like deep shit and be really vulnerable in front of people that are judging me and I was just like I'm just gonna get that's my brand right now and that's what I'm doing and it's like
1: fuck it and they listen they listen when you say something and you mean it They, they all li- turn it. they're like oh yeah yeah
0: that's they, right no absolutely um so and that's really cool man that that uh, that you uh, that you're starting to realize I got into the business at tw- I was um, I was 21 years old I was 21 years old and you were uh, 16? No, 17? Uh, I just turned 16. You just turned 16? Jesus. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so I mean, by the time you're 25 years old, you have a lot of years under your belt, man. That's a really smart. You got to really like this business. I think the only other person I heard younger than that, somebody told me they saw Dave Chappelle at 16 years old, and they said, he didn't have it then. He didn't have it yet. But you knew, watching a Dave Chappelle at 16, you knew that he was gonna be doing something, and to to basically do it as a job from eighth grade on, and never having another job or whatever, that you gotta fuck. Yeah,
1: awesome. it's like, meant. Yeah, that also fucked me. The whole age thing fucked me up because I, when I go up there, I say, shit, that's going on with me. It just so happens to be that stuff that happens to somebody who's 17. And they're like...
0: Yeah, like you're talking about fucking snow days in high school and yeah, shit, right? Yeah,
1: but they're just like, is that all you're going to... That's all that's happened to me. Like I, right. Yeah, so that's another thing that was messing me up where I, I'm not going to go up there and be like, oh, I have three kids, I hate them, and I have no idea what that's like.
0: No, and, 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 and I think how I'm growing as a comic because I'm growing as a husband, as a father, as a man... You know, you just grow in life, and you get responsibility. I'm not gonna lie; the first time I saw you, I thought you were one of those old people who look young, those like diseases. Oh, you know, oh. like who, who isn't like this? what are those? Uh, things? Andy Milanakis. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I didn't know. I was just like, this kid looks fucking young. He's hanging out. And uh, there's, yeah, and there's like... Okay,
1: I, yeah, I man, I don't even have a credit card yet. Like, that's... that. I'm really... I'm, I'm, I'm a genuine, authentic 17-year-old. Yeah, yeah. That's I really... I was
0: like, I don't know. And I didn't say anything, but I was like, yeah, because if somebody told me Andy Malinakis was like 50 years old. Yeah,
1: yeah. He's like 50. He's living the, the dream, He's, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh Yeah, I don't have facial hair, man. I'm, I'm authentic, man. I'm, I'm like a nice stitched and, jersey.
0: And you... Uh, um. You're doing the, uh, I noticed one thing that you're doing which I think is really good and really good for exposure is you're doing the um, Gotham Comedy Club Fresh Faces that uh, Nick Cannon runs, Mr. Showbiz himself. Yes,
1: Mr. Showbiz, Mr. Mariah Carey, as he likes to say. Uh,
0: <laughs> That's awesome that like, you know, a guy's putting stuff like that and that could be good exposure
1: for for a young comic. The way he's doing the the Fresh the way how he's, the comedians that are being showcased, it's, it's great. The way, it's all different acts, it's all people that, you know, or all. all Awesome, so it's it's always a blast getting to work, you know, because I get to like Mike Vecchion was on one of them. I was like, this is fucking awesome. I get to I get to go. Before, it, it's awesome. Everybody was on there. Uh, definitely a, a cool thing to be a part of.
0: Cool man, uh, that's that's awesome. Well, you're definitely doing doing the uh, doing the right stuff. Uh, oh, by the way, I gotta just uh, I gotta thank everybody uh, in New Jersey who came out to the Hasbro Heights Bananas um, last weekend. I did. Um, I got to tell you something. I worked with Sebastian Matiscalco. For you people that don't know who Sebastian is, Sebastian was the, uh, I guess you can say the John Travolta looking or, or, you know, just the well-dressed Italian guy on the Vince Vaughn uh, Wild West comedy tour. He's also done a ton of late night shows. I don't know if it's because Sebastian is Sicilian and I'm half Sicilian and I have a father who is 100% Sicilian. I don't know if it's the way he describes stuff, but is one of the first guys that I genuinely, like I go on stage, you know, the Saturday night packed out shows, Um, you know, I did really well, I had a great time, and then I just sit back, and when you're a comic and you watch another comic, you're, you're just like, you know, this guy fucking had me crying to the point where I caught myself leaning against the wall, pounding the wall, like hitting the wall, tears down my eyes, everything just hit home, truly, truly funny, he's got a special coming out on Showtime um, in February, that if you have Showtime, definitely check this dude out, man, it was really good to see, you know, it was good to see a guy like that, and it was, you know, it was definitely a good dude, so Sebastian and I had a really good time at Bananas, and I want to thank everybody for the kind words, I had a good time, uh, a good time out there, uh, the dude's funny, man, it's awesome when you work with somebody that you just fucking genuinely makes you laugh. Like makes you laugh As a comic
1: heart That's the Like because usually You're breaking down You're like I know how he made that funny And then when Right Yeah and then when You can kind of lay back And enjoy Yeah
0: like we watch it Like game film Yeah We we watch it though Probably the way coaches And shit watch a football game Where like all right, He went here You know this guy Is a misdirection guy This guy is a fucking You know dark guy You know you just watch it You kind of see But sometimes When you just say You know what Fuck comedy right now I'm just going to enjoy What this guy is saying See, we're instinctively
1: selfish. Yeah,
0: we're all we—all comedians care about is taking themselves to the next level in the business. So we instinctively think of ourselves.
1: Yeah, I'm an attention whore. I don't care. I love I love attention. <laughs> it's <crazy>. great. <laughs> yeah, well, that
0: you know, that's a lot of reason why we do it. But when you just say, you know, what, fuck it, um, you know, we—it's just so hard. Like I have a, you know, I have a little boy at home. I got a, a baby on the way, and uh, sometimes you got to stop what the fuck you're doing. It's re- like as a comedian, man. And you know, you as a young, as a younger comic, you know, you don't have the sh- the responsibilities that some guys have. But I'll tell you, man, like, if you can, and it's a really hard thing to do, is just put yourself fucking second when it comes down to the shit's important because it, it's really fucking like that's the most that's the most important shit. And it, shit sounds corny, it sounds you know cliche and all that, but seriously, like, you're just like. You know, I, I like I don't want to catch myself playing with my son and be like, man, if that punchline, if that one fucking punchline, and I'm playing with my son, I never want to do that shit. You know, and it's but it's tough because you're always fucking thinking of the next level or you're yeah. always thinking about what to do and where well, you're going. Your brain must be really oh. racing because you just you would probably have all these ideas of what you want to do because you're trying to find. I mean, look, I'm I'm double digit years in and I'm just now starting to slowly scratch the surface of my voice. So. um, You know, got some special effects, sound effects, New York City sound effects. Yeah, that's,
1: uh, we're in such a disclosed location that if anybody comes near this place, we have the cops just willingly ready to take them away. That's a cringe humor. That's a nice little thing that they have going on. (laughs) Yeah, so it's, uh, if I could, I wish I knew the, I wish I paid attention in college. I really do. That's another thing. I have, like, school and like, but I have my notebook. I bring my joke. Oh, book. Man, dude! I bring my joke book and I write jokes. And uh, Mr. David, yeah, I'm here. I'm here. I'm just, leave me alone. I'm writing my minutes. You know,
0: I'm so glad you brought that up. My wife talks about to this day how she would go through my blue notebook and there would literally be on one page, there would literally be like science and math and all kinds of problems. And then the next page, jokes. the next page, she would see like. My, my dick was in my hand I was joking <laughs> Like it went from Like some sophisticated Like science shit To literally like Yeah did you ever pull out your dick And like my wife would go And then like the next page Would be like You know protons and electrons And stuff So you do the same shit
1: Yeah like we were Like uh, t- Even today we, It was like this uh, Sex education This class And we're all supposed to be Taking notes We had like a special guest speaker To come in and talk about condoms Cause we still need that We still need that now and the teacher just walked by, and I was just I was just writing this bit. I'm just like, ah, oh, what, what goes, what goes well with this? And she's like, are you even? Why do you, why are you here? I'm like, because I have a mom, and she's right. making me go here. <laughs> right. Yeah, right. I'm, yeah. I'm paying your salary. Be quiet. And let me write my jokes. Yeah, I got sick and tired of
0: making. Uh, you know, I got sick and tired of sitting in the classroom, and um, having the uh, teacher talking. Yeah, And, like, he was saying things about himself, and he was just kind of saying, like, telling you these stories and trying to, and it was just like. And every professor
1: is a shitty comic. Yeah. Like, yeah. Every single <laughs> one of them. I'm That's like, like this, this guy comes up, and he's just like, you know, like, these guys today, like, in, I was watching this politician show, you know, like. Yeah. What are we going to do? I'm like, dude, what the yeah. fuck? Well, this is an open mic. I got to yeah. learn, you know? That's funny. I had a teacher do the same thing. He was talking about
0: this horrible experience he had with getting his wisdom teeth pulled out. And I remember sitting there, it was a nice enough guy, but I remember sitting there and going, I don't like this, like, you know, I just didn't fucking care. And, and. <laughs> I, I,
1: you know, school Where's is, the sign-up school, <laughs> school is
0: important. I'm not gonna knock it, and I think that's a ridiculous thing. That, but you know, know what you want to be. Yeah. You know, like get like if you want to be, if you got to get those credits to get a job, do it. But I was just sitting there, and I was like, you know, what, man, I, I can't do this, man. I don't want to be, you know, that person.
1: Yeah, my mom was cool enough where she was just like, listen, because I I did well enough in high school where I I got to go. I'm going to school for free. So my mom goes, I'm not gonna make you stay. Uh, just do well enough to pass, and do whatever you want. So I'm, I'm by I'm just respecting her wishes and showing up to class. All you have to do is show up to class. That's it. I'm uh, six foot three and white. You know how easy it is to cheat. Yeah, it's, it's, it's amazing. It, it, oh.
0: uh, well, well, let me ask you this then: um, You being so young and you doing, you know, this business. You know, I know when I was 21 years old, my parents, everybody was thrilled and encouraged me. Are you getting that same? Like, you know, are you getting? You know, you you go into this business at 16 years old. There's obviously not great money when you start out. So did you have, you know, were your loved ones really behind you? Or was it something where they were like, hey, Pete, you know, you got to be careful here.
1: I, I'm, I have like a, when I was little, I just did, I would do something and go really hard at it for two years straight. Like this is like, I used to be into making little movies and I would stop and pick up another hobby. And my mom, at the, like the first time ever, I was just like, yeah, I don't want you in the show. You stay outside. You wait for me in the car. I don't want you to see any part of this. And she thought it was like a phase. And it went really well. And then, like, I started going to the city and not coming home until, like, four in the morning. And she's like, you really doing this. Yeah. And now, whenever I have a show and my mom comes, I'm like, oh, awesome. My mom's here. That's, That's so cool. cool. Yeah, because, you know, it's getting to the point where they're, they're very happy you know they, they Facebook love me so right yeah, good cool. well
0: that's good no that's that's good um well now what I want to do I do um we're gonna do I actually bringing this segment back to the show I haven't done it in a while I do a segment um from the fans and, and I don't know if you know this Pete but the Verzi Effect podcast show is growing it's growing uh, you're probably just like gonna yeah your you're just like my hair it's coming it's back that. baby rog- like Fo- game foam um no, but seriously, you're probably going to get another, like, 12 fans from this. Awesome. You're going to awesome. have another dozen people loving you. That's um, awesome. No, I did something. I'm, bring, I'm bringing it back. It's called From the Fans, and uh, it's usually a question or two of what people want comedians to answer. Um, so, and this one is, 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 uh, this is actually really good and one, one of the best ones. And, uh, I'm only doing, uh, this one today because we could either talk about comedians that have, that you know of that do this or your own, your own shit that you do. But, um, my accountant, shout out to my accountant, Chris Woods, who is the shit, um, and she's actually a loyal, loyal fan, listens to all the shows, which is great. So thanks for the support, Chris. Um, uh, she said... Like, what do comedians, do, do I as a comedian, or, or what about, you know, you or anybody that you know, superstitions that we have, I guess, meaning whatever we would do before or after or the day of or the morning of, has that changed for you? Is there something
1: you do that's fucking weird? Oh, well, when I first started, I treated everything like it was like, because I used to play basketball, and I used to get pumped up, I would like blast DMX. So from like 2 <laughs> o'clock to 8 o'clock, I would just be listening to... DMX in my room. I'm like, this is gonna be the greatest six minutes of my life. I fucking went to the mall and got new shoes. I I couldn't wait. I couldn't wait. Now I'm just like, oh, it's seven o'clock. I have to be at a comedy club in 20 minutes. All right, let's go. And now when I get there, and I, I just crack my neck. I don't know. I like to be like, you know, nice and comfortable. And then I go. I'll oh, see so one of those
0: guys that acts like you're gonna get into a fight.
1: Yeah, I'm 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 right in there. You know. St- it's uh yeah, but it definitely changed. I used to be so, so excited. I, I used to just punch my wall like yeah. You get wow, well,
0: you got you got into it listening yeah. to the news. That's funny. Yeah. Um I would you know what? I have this thing where I, I do it sometimes, sometimes I don't. If I have a big show, I'll keep my set list in my back pocket even if I, I and I never look at it. Like I literally will take it like I'll, I'll write I'll just sit down at my desk, write out my all right tonight I'm gonna do this, this, this and this And then I'll fold it and I'll put it in my back pocket I get in the car and drive and I never look at it again. I know a lot of comics. It was almost like a security blanket. They don't
1: look at it just but it's safe in there. Yeah, like it's in
0: my back pocket and... It's like a rabbit's foot. And I never, ever touch it. Um, One thing that I don't do and I'm starting to break out of it because I'm really starting to believe that you create your own luck and fuck superstitions. I'm trying... I remember I had a pair of shoes, and the first three times I wore them, I bombed, and I never, <laughs> I never too. fucking, I never was gonna wear the shoes again. Dude, I did that and, and and my my father was like, "Get rid of those fucking shoes," and I was like, "No, fuck that." So I put them on another time, and I did well. It's not the shoes, um, but one thing I don't wanna do. As a matter of fact, I was uh, I was at uh, I was in New Haven, Connecticut. Um, the, the beautiful, lovely, well-policed Joker's Wild Ugh. with, uh, with, uh, Chris Italia. And I had my set list on me and I was closing the show. I was doing 45 minutes and I had my, my I, I had my long set in my pocket just because I haven't done it in so long. I was uh, doing a lot of quick sets and I didn't want to, I don't like to take my set list out either in the room that I'm performing in or now even like in the vicinity Like, even on the premises, on the grounds. Like, or I'll have to go to an off room, which I'll talk myself into saying it's not part of the comedy club. And then I'll take it out and look at it. So I I think little things like that. But now more and more, I'm just like, it it really just, you know, it really just doesn't matter. Because here's how I know it doesn't matter. There have been times where I ran out of my house with nothing because I was in a rush. Nothing happened. You know, so it's just one, like you said, though, it's, it's a security blade. I've heard of fucking, I heard some funny ones, man. Um, my buddy Sean always has to have like $3 and something change in his pocket. Mm. He always has that, to have, he always... He yeah,
1: an ultimate like, comic? No, no, <laughs> he just, he just, he's, no, he's actually fucking yeah, fuck hilarious. It, that's
0: weird. He's always, he's got to have a certain amount of money, like three bucks in his, right, like in his pocket. <laughs> I don't know that's why, weird. I don't know why the three bucks, but like... That uh, whatever works, man. Have you heard of, Chris, have you heard of any superstitions that comedians have that you thought were funny? Like before or after a show? Anybody do anything really weird or quirky?
1: No, a comic used to throw up all
0: the time. <laughs> uh, he said he knows a comic that used to throw up all the time. That's, that's fucking funny. On purpose? I'll, oh, uh,
1: make himself throw up? Oh, that's, that's fucked that, up. That's yeah, weird. yeah, that's, that's a problem. Let's not even make fun of that. <coughs> <laughs> yeah, that's like Yeah, now I've kind, of, I've kind of brought it down. Like we were about a seven. This is now to like a four. Like, yeah, this guy he had a problem. No, that's just a weird thing. Like
0: to just be like, "Oh, hold on, man, let me go Ralph real quick, and then I'll fuck it." <laughs> yeah, like that's just.
1: I, yeah, that's what the stage is supposed to throw up on the stage. <laughs> throw up all your fucking material. He took it a little too far. I want to talk. I got to get uh, Sean
0: Quinn is my buddy. He's the one who puts a few bucks in his pocket. He told me something really funny. He's going to be back on the podcast soon. He's a comic who was in L.A. for 10 years, but he's originally from Philly. He's back in Philly now. Really funny. You know, like In 03 he won the Boston Comedy Festival. Funny guy. He said something to me because we were talking about hecklers. Um, and I was actually talking to Bill Burr on the phone the other day. And I go, Bill, this fucking guy. Um, oh, that's one thing that I want to talk about. It's going to be a perfect lead into this, too. Uh, I almost got into a fight on stage um, Saturday night. I'm sorry. Second show Friday night, which they normally don't have at Bananas. Uh, it's usually Friday 9, two shows on Saturday. For some reason, um, Sebastian's agent, it's up to the comics agent. Sebastian was, I guess, unaware of this or whatever, but apparently he said, yeah, we, they worked something out. We're doing two shows tonight. Second show was kind of light and this dude was drunk, screaming from like the beginning. And I said something to him to shut him up early. Okay, don't worry. I'm, this is going to come full circle to my Sean Quinn story. Uh, I shut him up early. I was talking about how, like, dudes will watch the same sports center 12 times in the same night. Yeah. Like, we know the guy's going to catch the ball. We just want to keep watching it. Yeah. Over and over. So as I'm saying the joke, the guy goes... Over and over <laughs> and over <laughs> again,
1: right? So then I'm just like, this guy's gonna be a fucking problem all night. Uh, the right? worst heckler is when the light audience. It's always the, the, the worst w- fucking yeah. guy in the world.
0: Yeah, and the guy, it's a light audience. The guy is drunk for the host, oh. so you know, you know, I'm. So finally, I just go, sir, like, how fucking drunk are you? And then I started making fun of him, and I go, yeah, that was the point of my joke. Like, I basically shit on him by saying. What you're saying is you're not obviously not listening and you're drunk. So he gets, like, shuts up and he just starts watching me. And then the next time there's noise or laughs, I hear, uh, like, and nobody else hears it, but I hear it. He goes, I will, either will beat your ass or I'll beat your ass. So now I feel threatened. So I stop the fucking show early. Okay. I had something happen to me earlier in the night that bothered me. Stuff, you know, personal stuff with my wife. Not between me and my wife, but just real-life shit that my wife was telling me. So I was kind of stressed out. I was thinking about my wife not feeling too good about things going on. And, uh, you know... I was just, I was just fucking, I was on stage, I just didn't want to deal with this guy, it was early in my set, he needed to be put in his place, and all of a sudden, we'll beat your ass. Now I know this guy's so drunk, and he's not going to stop, and he keeps, like, leaning over, whispering to his buddy, oh, behind wow. his buddy, talking, mm-hmm. apparently, he might have even been, like, S- Sebastian said, he might have even been gay, because he's, like, you know, like, touching his buddy's head, I don't even know if that was, I just think the Tough, guy might have been, gay. I, guy man. I, I just think he might have been, like, drunk, dude, and I just go, and I hear him go, we'll beat your ass, and then everything comes down, I go, what'd you say? I just stopped the show, what'd you say? And he's like not even looking at me and the whole table's embarrassed bed, was looking at me. And I don't know why I fucking said this, but I go, Oh, so you're just a pussy who makes threats when uh, there's noise, so nobody hears hears you. And then like one lady goes, Whoa, whoa. And I go, Dude, I heard you threaten me and like I fucking brought the show down. Like I brought it down. And this one college kid was in the front. You could tell he was young and he was into the show. And his whole fucking body language and everything just kind of like... And I, I actually got the crowd back by making fun of him. I go, this poor fucking young kid is freaking out right now. I go, He was like, I wanted to see comedy. What, what's happening here? Like, I just... Why is this... What, what, why That's is why this? none of my friends come to shows. Why is this turning like this? And all his buddies were crying, laughing. And I got him back. And the guy's just watching me. And it was just really bad. So, um... I was, uh, I was talking to, to comedian friends about it. I was actually talking to Bill Burr. And the next day, Bill tells me, he goes, dude, something's going on in comedy right now. and I go, what do you mean? He goes, something's going on in comedy. And he goes, everybody I've been talking to is going through issues with fucking drunk people and saying I'm going to beat the shit. He goes, one of these days, there's going to be a fight. Bringing me back to Sean Quinn, I was telling Sean who's another one of my close friends because I'm really just being a family man and and having the, the the you know like having my son at home and my wife I'm not the comic that is sitting at you know the comic strip right now drinking mm-hmm. and 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 networking and and not that that's there's nothing against that and that's part of the business but like I'm in a position where like I'm just trying to get shit done I can't you know really you know, really do that. So I'm, I'm close with a few guys and these are the guys that when you're driving home from a gig, you call. Yeah, Um, You know, and you just, you know, you just fucking, just talk about stuff that's going on. So Sean tells me,
1: uh, is it, is that normal? This supposed to be another person. Oh, all right. We just uh, heard something. Disclosed location. (laughs)
0: Disclosed location. Something's going on next. Uh, (laughs) If you just heard running, if you just heard footsteps and like a lot of noise, that means the shit went down. Um, so Sean Quinn tells me and this is real this is real Chris you gotta pay attention to this cause this actually happened my buddy Sean Quinn's doing a set I gotta have him tell the story on the podcast but like the way it all went down but I'm gonna give you guys a quick version he's on stage and the guy's going say something funny so he's going dude shut the shut up and he's doing everything like that and he goes back into a joke and he'd get a laugh and the guy goes say something funny now and he goes sir like and he just he's getting to the point where he's like and, and then and then I think like the third time guy goes say something funny Sean goes dude shut the fuck up and blah 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 and then uh, my friend Sean snaps walks on the table gets off the stage and is standing on the long table with mm-hmm. an audience member takes the salt undoes the salt Pours the salt on the guy oh. And goes say one more fucking thing And I don't give a fuck about comedy I'm gonna fucking beat your head into the parking lot So after all that Guy goes say something funny <laughs> He throws the fucking mic down Fucking you outside right now Goes out to the fucking parking lot Audience follows him Oh great man the Audience follows oh, him that's awesome. And they're about to throw Security runs out And before they like actually got into fists It got broken up But he, my friend just goes dude Fuck comedy. Like, it's not about that. Now, I've never gotten to that level, um, but, it, you know, it, it was just like, I don't know what it is, and I said this in July. So from July till now, but see, here's what I think it is. Here's what, I have a theory. Okay, here's my theory of why it happens. Because I remember being a younger comic and saying, well, that really never happens to me. It never happened to me, like a lot of hecklers and stuff, and it still doesn't, because if you see my act, I'm pretty aggressive, and I definitely kind of look like the guy that, like, I mean, I'm not trying to toot my own horn here, but like, if you watch me on stage, like, I don't look like a guy that's like has like a a very slow kind of demeanor. I'm I'm not very monotone. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of like a go, you know.
1: Yeah, like you have a point to like get yeah like I have a yeah. point
0: to get across, and it's you know, and I'm, I'm I'm I wouldn't say I'm really energetic, but I'm not the type of guy. So so like coming up, I never really had people yelling. Here's why I think it's happening more now with drunk people. I think I'm not afraid anymore. To stop my show and address it where when I was a younger comic I would just plow through
1: yeah because
0: I was afraid
1: Yeah. So.
0: because I was afraid so so what's gonna happen with you and this is this is a good thing that, to, that that we're talking about here you hear something you hear rumblings you may even hear somebody say something and you're kind of like fuck man like you know I don't want this person to ruin my night I don't want this person to ruin my show so I'm just gonna keep going hope it goes away And that still happens sometimes because you need to know the position you're in on a show. Mm -hmm. If you're going up early and hosting, you don't want to fucking just start killing. You you want to say, listen, be respectful. We have a show. But if you're going on last and you know you're going to have to deal with something, you have to address it. I think now that I'm getting much more comfortable in my own skin and I'm getting more comfortable in the content that I'm putting on stage, I'm able to stop and say, dude, shut the fuck up and put the people in their place. So I don't think it's...
1: So much happening, more. I think it's that I'm able to 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 address it. And it's also the way you address it. Like if you, because one one of the first times I got heckled, I was like, "Oh, f- fuck you!" But if you're just like, "Hey, dude, can you please?" You know, I'm trying to do. Then the audience is like, "Oh yeah, let him do what he's what he's doing." But if you go right hard at him, they're like, "Oh, well, well why is he so angry? He's just having fun." Yeah. You know. I mean, I mean, I've
0: heard of comedians that uh, that are just you know, they go right for the throat early. Yeah? Like, yeah, like, fuck you, your girlfriend's a whore, I hope she dies, like, oh. like and they freak out. I'm not, obviously, I wouldn't do that. I like the, the gradual, like you said. Um, I believe a comedy club needs to protect its comedians with the three-strike rule. I'm a professional. Okay, I could deal with... We're fucking spitting all over this computer. You uh, gotta wipe this Bruce thing down. The effects getting dirty. You <laughs> gotta wipe you, this thing down like it's a boxer. it's <laughs> so <he's> going 15 <laughs> rounds, man. <laughs> putting fucking Vaseline on the side. Um, no, so... You know, I a comedy club needs to... Go, listen, I tell a comedy club. I'm a professional. I could deal with it once. I could deal with it twice. If you're putting me in a position... Where six or seven times and I see other tables and other other audience like, members like, looking the around fuck? going, Yeah, yeah like yeah. I, I had a guy recently go, dude, what the fuck? I pay? like these people paid money and that guy's ruining for them. So, you know, the three strike rule I think is important. Sir, can you please keep it down? Second time, sir, if I have to ask you again, you gotta leave, that's it. And that's what a good fucking i co- I've been to comedy because we're like, no, we like the interaction, it's part of it. They don't hire a fucking bouncer and they'll say we like the interaction, oh, but it's because he can't fucking afford, you know, to have to have it run you know, to have it not run like a circus. Yeah. And I would, have, I would expect any comedy club owner or any kind of comedy club that would have somebody in charge of that. Just saying. Well, uh, the uh,
1: thing, water and water another thing is...
0: That <laughs> 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 when, yeah, that's, that's the beauty of Chris Italia. He just... When, it, when he speaks, it, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's like... Yeah, it's the important... It's listen. like listen yeah, to yeah, what he yeah, has to yeah, say. Yeah, he doesn't have mm-hmm. to fuck. Chris doesn't have to talk. Chris is one of these guys that either gives somebody a look or picks up the phone, like in Casino, <laughs> and then it's just like, yeah, he just Oh, goes, there you go, those fuck
1: fucking it. references.
0: He like, goes, I'll fucking... Casino. Oh, yeah, sorry. I'll sorry. yeah, that's a funny remember thing. remember, like, in... I was talking to... to uh, Air Bud? I was yeah. I was talking to fucking <laughs> Pete the other day, and uh, I was talking to him about uh, these motorcycles that rode off, and I go, and they just fucking sped down the street and rode off like a Bronx tail, and I'm totally like, as I said it, I didn't even think twice, and he goes, you realize you just gave me a... A Bronx Tale reference, and I have no fucking, like, I'm fucking 12. Like, I, I you know, like, I. <laughs> uh, no, but. Uh, Frankie
1: Muniz movies and older. I got it. that's That's it.
0: <laughs> what was that fucking, Fra- what is he like? A Frank- Agent Cody Banks. Yeah. That Agent shit,
1: Cody that Banks. That's awesome. That's hilarious. What sucks about me is I, when I get heckled, since, like, they think, they, I'm not stupid. I know they go in there like, oh, look at this kid, he's cute. I'm not, I know that's what they're looking at. So when I'm getting heckled, it's like, nicely heckled. And, right. But it fuck it it fucks me up, you know. Yeah, like yeah. like I'm trying to get to the next punchline. They're like, oh, cause that that and I'm like, uh, yes, yes, yeah. that's exactly why.
0: Right, right. Well, no, you're gonna get to you're gonna get to a point, and I don't want to be that. When I was your age, no, but you're gonna get to a point where you're gonna get so comfortable. Whether it's what five years from now, which is crazy, because at that point you're only gonna be seven years in, which is awesome. But you're gonna get to a point where it's like, dude, shut the fuck up and 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 you know let me do this and then when it gets to you know if you got to be nasty you got to be nasty what happened last week with me I just went from fucking zero to 100 because the guy I was having a bad night and the guy goes yeah we'll beat your ass or I'll beat your ass I was like dude did you threaten me like I'm working Did you really fucking threaten me and then I just called him a pussy and then I got to the point where I was like I really don't like it was a it was it was it was liberating it was it was great it was like I don't give a fuck right now like I fuck you And it fucking felt great. I called a crowd recently a, a bunch of dumb cocksuckers. And and there's it was no better. Feel. And, and it, no, there's no. And they better, probably like yeah. No, they laughed. Yeah, and I was they just agree. like, I just said, you fucking dumb people don't even deserve what I'm giving you right now. And like the
1: people that really got it liked it. That's, Some people, it that's was a great. Staten Island crowd right there. It's oh yeah. Whatever I Staten Island when you do the loop, oh you're and, from fucking Staten. It's Island. like the White Apollo. I
0: I dated a girl from Staten Island. Ugh. Okay, and I swear, <laughs> I swear <laughs> to God, she was. I'm not joking around. She um. Now she had some. She had some. Uh, she had some issues. Oh, they all do. She that. has some, no, but she has some like legitimate issues. I think oh. like with nine eleven stuff like that. Oh. But I feel like it was used as like an excuse. Oh, like like yeah, after man. a while, it was like listen, like I understand, like I, and I'm very very sensitive. Uh, I'm very yeah. very sensitive to that. But it got to the point where like she would be like like unbelievably like outgoingly rude. Like, to the point where, like, I remember one time we were outside the comedy cellar and I just was like, this is what I want to do one day, or, like, I just had started. Yeah. And we went to the comedy cellar to watch comedians, and this blonde chick hailed a cab. And this girl that I was dating from Staten Island just walked up, like, almost threw her out of the way and got in the cab. And, like, I had to apologize to the girl. This girl was a self-entitled, absolute cunt. That... And, oh. and she, she felt and, and and one time You know I One time I was like Why the fuck I just lost it I go You are the rudest person To people You're so fucking rude You just You don't treat anybody With like And then you know And it was like I understand you went through shit But that's no reason yeah. like, If I went through shit like that I wouldn't fucking Automatically turn into a joke Like there's, there's a point You know where and, and I'm not trying to shit On Staten Island not, But oh, the, 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 the Please Stu the, yeah, uh, the, Please The The uh, The, 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 the here's, here's my two Staten Island experiences Dating that girl yeah and then my first did you my, have to pay $30 my, my, to live there not, just to go over a fucking bridge <laughs> yeah. no yeah it was just, and that's another thing uh, when I fucking drove out there it was just a fucking nightmare uh, um, so this is the type of girl that literally got a ticket going 98 miles an hour coming to see me and freaked on me and got, got mad at me she goes, I'm fucking coming to you. And instead, I fuck.
1: I should turn around. I'm like, you fucking sped. Like I'm not. Um. I was, I'm glad you said because when I was driving my friend to a gig and we were late and I was going eighty and a sixty-five, a guy pulled me over, and I showed him. You know, I got a ticket and I had my dad's badge in the front. And my my, my dude my friend was like, well, why don't you just tell me dad died nine eleven? I was like, because that doesn't fix anything. I was right, I, right. I want to be treated like a regular person. Right. Because when I when my dad died. He was a fireman. When I, I started uh, a brand new school, I was in third grade, and the whole entire fucking time I was in the school, I was known as "Oh, that's that kid." That's yeah, that, that kid's kid. So, do you remember? Do you remember the day yeah. you found out? That yeah, you were was, in third grade. I was in third grade. It was like my third day. Seven school. years old. Yeah, new school, third grade. Oh, it's gotta be I got, tough. Yeah, man. it was. I came home and it just sucked. So as soon as I got out of that whole elementary school, new school, new people, I I, I just played it like. Nobody knows. Nobody knows and it's kind of cool when people that don't know like whenever somebody says a dad joke I'm like yes, they have no idea and then I can get to know that person I don't like when people go you don't like people that know that and then all of a sudden they tiptoe around Yeah, I don't like that shit be genuine. It's fine. You know, I can I can handle things, you know, so it's I I Completely don't like using my grandpa's a different way cuz he's he's old-school Jewish and he we used to go to a giant game every year for 911 they would they would give us tickets <laughs> like like 2 years ago they didn't give us tickets so we call, he fucking he calls up the Giants. he's just like i guess you don't care about my son anymore <laughs> <laughs> oh he went straight <laughs> to yeah, the fucking not even i'm just like grandpa they gave us 8 years we got to meet michael strahan you just relax he's just like nobody cares
0: yeah. Uh, so wow lake. man so that's got to be a tough uh, yeah. you know and see that's another thing like that's why I didn't bring it up and obviously I told you you know obviously away from the podcast that you know that I'm very sorry about that and that's a tough thing and you know you're seven years old um now, that day, you were, is that day like... Because I know for some people, it's two different ways. It's yesterday. I know some people... Yeah, some people and some people it's hazy. Yeah. Like, like I guess, it's, I guess it's, it's how you... I how you remember
1: handle. each moment specifically. I remember how I washed my hands. I remember... Oh, it, was, wow. it was Yeah, it was that. But I didn't get it until like two weeks later. Because like, my parents got divorced the year before. Oh, so So they weren't living... No, they weren't living together. Oh, okay. And I slept over my dad's house the night before. And since they were divorced... We weren't covered. My mom still works full time. We didn't. We didn't Jesus get any. Rep- cr- you didn't yeah. get anything. No, but uh, but uh, now I'm turning eighteen, so everything that was supposed oh. to go to them is now going to. So I'm just giving it all to my do, mom. Do you have siblings? Uh, yeah, I have, I have one sister. She was three, which really fucked her up because she has no idea. So it's oh, yeah, Jesus. it was just crazy. But uh, that's that's another reason why I wanted to do st- like I I because I just started watching like I bought uh dane's album harmful of swallowed in 2002 and that was like the first time i laughed so you
0: kind of so you kind of went to like to laugh to keep from crying
1: yeah i went i went and then i was just like if i can make other people laugh the way this guy did taking me out of my misery that's that's a gift that's fucking better than anything
0: that's that's great that's a great wow man that's that's pretty uh that's pretty heavy powerful stuff and uh yeah, man. Like, no, that's just fucking unbelievable. Um, and it's cool that you get to. It's you know what's cool is that you're even at a younger age or that you knew at such a young age. Like, how, man, this guy's taking me from something. Like, th- like you were, you're sixteen, you're fifteen, sixteen years old, whatever. Yeah, I, was,
1: I was, I was eight when that album. Oh, came out. oh, you, yeah, you were I listening was, to that. At eight. I was just a huge fan, but I was never old enough to go. And then my sixteenth birthday got the tickets, and I was just like. I got to do this. This is this is awesome and it's just like an it's an outlet and it's it's just a cool That's cool that you were able to see. Yeah.
0: Wow, this person took me took me away from something and now if I could do that. So you found something in your so comedy kind of came it, to it, you it, it
1: honestly it, it keeps me out of trouble. If I wasn't doing comedy right now, I would be doing something terrible. Like yeah. I know that because now like all my friends they 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 have, they have parties and they I'm they're like what are you doing tonight? I'm like, "Oh, I I I, I have a check spot." somewhere and they're like what the, the fuck is it, uh, a, che- <laughs> yeah. a all right a check spot is when it's when a check spot is the, when they don't want you on the show but you show <laughs> but you show up and they have enough respect for you they're like we'll give you four minutes while people are yeah. paying their bills and I love and they're like why don't you just come out if you don't even like them I'm like I, I like them I, I want to go do them. So it's cool how it keeps me from doing... Well,
0: you know something, man? And I'm, I'm really not saying this because you're here. I you, I wouldn't have you on the show if I, A, didn't... Did, I, saw, I saw a young comic doing something that, like, I could tell where you're going to be. And, and I also think um, you don't talk or sound like a typical 18-year-old. Like, you know, of course you have that, and that's what that's what you are, and you should live that. You know, don't fucking try to be too old. Yeah. You know, do what you do. But I could just tell that, like... You found something. Something kind of came to you in a way, even through a tragedy. Um, yeah. But now you found this thing. And it's like, you know, I believe, you know, some people do, some people don't. I believe things happen for, you know, for a reason. So well, and, I. And, you know, and and you and hmm. that's a really good thing. And, and you, you, you don't talk like an idiot. Um, of course, you're going to do the things. But just, do be careful because I didn't have anybody tell. Like when I was younger... Even though I have siblings and stuff, like, I just, I did fucking some stupid shit, man. And I put, like, partying and girls and all that stuff first. And, and comedy changed me, too, like, twenty in my early 20s. Um, but it can be a fucking, it, it, you know, because people don't understand in comedy, we get free drinks, Everywhere we get yeah. free, like people. I get, you don't hang know out.
1: how much chocolate milk this motherfucker <laughs> can drink, right? Yeah, he, here. You have no idea. When I come, quick cries. When I show up to Eastville Comedy Club, they're like, "Oh no, bust out the two percent." Pete Davidson's here.
0: See, that's good that you don't have to. Yeah, so you don't even have to. Like, I, I mean, still sometimes on the road, and I'm trying not to drink. People, like, hey, man, yeah, yeah, you know. And then they whisper. But they buy too. you a drink, and then, yeah. or, or then they'll, they'll whisper to, me hey, You know, the club gives the comic like the first two free, but ah, you it's good. You're good. These fucking guys are doing shots, of drinking booze all night. You go back to your hotel, whacked out of your mind. You wake up feeling like you got hit in the head you with a hammer. Paid programming for four hours, then knock out later.
1: Yeah, that's, that's my thing.
0: Yeah, so uh, no, man, but that's really that's really uh, you know a great way to get into it. And and you got into a great way to get into something is to really truly f- have it change have it affect your, you. It yes. changes your it changed your life. It did at a young age. It really changed your like life. I was
1: playing basketball. My dad was a huge basketball guy. He played. Uh, no, he played. He played like. From since he was six, he won like he went to he played D three college, but he when he played in D three college, there was only a couple D three teams, so they would play like Division Two and they beat Division Two and like the championship. So he's big in stat I don't know for basketball. So of course I got into it when I was younger and what the whole thing is everybody who I who all my coaches knew him. So like I wanted to get away where nobody nobody knows where I, who I am or about me. And I could, you know, kind of be a new
0: You you didn't want
1: to I didn't be, want you didn't want
0: to be the kid yeah. who who had that tragedy happen exactly. on nine eleven.
1: You didn't want them to yeah. uh,
0: now, um your dad was a fireman in Staten Island? I
1: uh, he was a fireman in Brooklyn and uh he was uh which is I, I'm dorming now and his uh his firehouse is around the corner, so I get free food all the time. Oh, Thank you. you, you shout you out to, to the guys at the, you the get, firehouse. You guys you go to see those guys? Yeah, all all the time. They're great they're great people. Uh you know they. Uh, Do you see them all the time? See them all the time, and it's it. Were just, a lot of guys lost at that fire? Uh, yeah, there was. It uh, the, was four or five that are, uh, and one of one of all close friends. It, oh you know, Jesus! But it's it's you know, <laughs> the Versi effect. People getting some bound breaking, crying action. It, it, get, it, no, it, but, it, but it, Versi
0: ooh. effect is comedy. See, that's good, man. No, that's good. You're telling something that like you you like, comedy came to you. Yeah, it's fucking really cool, cool, man. That's really fucking awesome, and uh, and now you're in Brooklyn going to school.
1: Yeah, going to school. Just it's I I like I'm happy doing it. It's just so much fun. Like there's nothing better. Really, like, you, you can't explain. It, this, it's a high that you can't explain unless you do it. Yeah. Yeah. So it,
0: it's it's, cool. it's uh you know and it's only gonna get better. And when you get good, you know I've said it a million times. I said it a million times, and I'll say it again. Like um, the past couple of years for me, the past year or two, um, you work so hard. And you want somebody to believe in you and you see where you were two years ago and you were getting laughs, but you weren't honest. And now you're getting laughs when you're honest and now you're starting to, to, you know, and it's, I got to, you know, give credit to my uh, representation, uh, Chris Italia and I met in, in L.A. And, uh, you know, we he stood, they watched me for a while, and, and, they you know, I got on with them. And, you know, you got got good people in your corner, man. Uh, oh, by the way... It's nice uh, to have
1: somebody believe in you. Yeah,
0: you know what it is. It's nice to have somebody that, like, knows the business and sees not only potential, but sees the growth. And, see, see, you know, some people just... there's some guys that look at you and go, I could book him here. Yeah. I could book him in West Bumble <laughs> fucking, you know. And then there's guys that go, oh, no, this guy could be doing this. Yeah. Uh, oh, by the way, I didn't even talk about this, but if you guys... Um, that's another fucking thing that these guys did for me. Uh, 9 o'clock every night, uh, I'm on Spike TV doing this uh, talking head show for about this video game, Saints Row the Third. So I guess tune in. Uh, last night, my joke wasn't on. The night before, one of my jokes were. And there's going to be uh, seven more nights of it. And so you'll be seeing on, seeing me on that. Well,
1: that's so cool. I see they're doing that with Call of Duty. They got like Jonah. All, all the comedians are doing video game. programs. well, well now. yeah, like that's
0: now. Then, so cool. yeah, uh, I guess what they did was this over the top, this over the top, fucking video game called Saints Row. Oh my God! My mom won't let me. She never
1: let me buy that game. No, it, it honestly, I said it game. makes it's the third one it, right. It
0: makes Grand Theft Auto look like, like pussies. Yeah. I swear to God, it, it's like so. So they, this is the third installment of it. <clears throat> so my uh, my manager called me up uh, the uh, man sitting to my right here goes you know we're sending a bunch of comedians in you're gonna sit down they'll show you some clips just talk about it dude they got they're beating people to death with dildo bats <laughs> So this guy whips out this big purple dildo bat beat you to, they got something called the apocaphist where his fist grows and he punches you and you blow up they got like then when there's a gang coming towards them, he fucking calls in an airstrike. He goes up to like women, grabs him by the throat, punches him in the face, like does wrestling moves. It is the most fucking over the top. So that's when like I break in, yeah. so so I I went in there and we had a great time with it. And every night they're running these promos. So uh, yeah, check me out on that. I already got a joke on there, and uh, the people over I guess MTV Spike whatever were awesome. So hopefully I'll be working with them again. But uh, you know that's a perfect example of what I was talking about. You get in this business. You know, it's really cool You got a guy like Nick Cannon Who, you know, obviously Has is, is done great things in his business You know, believing in you uh, You know, my management Has been great to me It's like, all you could just keep doing Is as long as those people See you working hard You know, and, and yeah. keep getting better And want it You know Like when
1: you said Things were happening for a reason We, I did a, a 9-11 benefit last year and Yeah Like I was like 8 months into it They put a, made like, you know Like, uh, oh, kid headlines for his dad It was on Davidson Avenue which is fucking wow. like it's really weird. Yeah, and the the number of the building was one eighteen. One eighteen is my dad's ladder company, so it's just like ah, uh, this is awesome. What? Yeah, it's it, it's nuts. yeah. See, like
0: I always feel like people that say like things don't, don't aren't meant and things don't happen for a reason. And then you hear something like that. I think yeah, that that's yeah. pretty fucking. I think that that's pretty cool, and uh, you know, pretty special. Shit that
1: makes you smile. Stuff yeah. like that. It's, it's yeah. Awesome. It's it's. uh yeah, yeah man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, gay effect. the last
0: thing he said was if somebody fucking ever did that in my club, I'd throw him out myself, and then he just says, You guys are getting really gay. I guess that's a perfect way to segue into sports. He Thanks. said you
1: said five things. It was a good fucking sandwich, yeah, <laughs> this guy a... pukes, and you guys, guys are... <laughs> are fucking gay. <laughs> <laughs> the great, uh, great humor it, telling us how it is. That's fucking in great. This was, location.
0: Was, I'm like, dude, things happen for a reason. Yeah, He's you like, are you pussies yeah, done yet? Yeah. <laughs> all, right. Um, all right. So what we do? What I usually do on the Versi Effect is we do a sports and a movies thing. Once again, I apologize, but here's one thing that I can tell you guys. I am going to see the new Leonardo DiCaprio movie, uh, J. J. Edgar. J. Edgar. Yeah, J. Edgar. I'm going to see that um, the weekend, this weekend of my birthday. Um, I'll talk about that after. So there's been no movies. Uh, Scorpio. Uh, yes, and you're Scorpio as well. Scorpio. There you go. Um, so no movies, but we will get into sports. I hate to do this. It pains me to do this, and it also pains me to do this next to the man that I'm sitting next to here because he's going to fucking have a stupid smile on his fucking <laughs> just-eating fucking brisket beef face. Um, I got to apologize to the Jet fans. You guys came around, Ugh. all right? I... I Look, here's the deal. Here's the deal. I'm on your head, no, 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 <laughs> no. no here's here's the you thing. You got him to move. No, here's <laughs> <laughs> here's the thing. I thought when the Jets beat the San Diego Chargers, I thought that that was Phillip Rivers. It wasn't. The Jets are definitely back. Defense looks good. Got to give them credit. Um, I still don't like fat neck talking shit, and I don't think they're going to win a Super Bowl like he said. But.
1: Hate the Jets, if man. the Jets
0: win this week against the New England Patriots, um, you know, I mean even though New England's defense is horrible, uh my Giants beat them up, uh which was great. But hey, Jet fans, you know what? I'll eat a little crow. I I jumped the gun. I thought you guys weren't a fucking legitimate contender.
1: You're not. A- <laughs> I hope all 27 of Antonio Commodi's kids cry when <laughs> they fucking lose. To the Patriots this
0: weekend. Uh, oh, the Patriots coming off two back-to-back losses. I don't know the last time that Belichick's lost three in a row, but their defense, dude, you could score have on to their change defense. His sweater, he's I, I change swear three. to God, I could throw, I could throw a fucking touchdown to you against the Pats. Oh, probably. Like oh, the yeah. Pats can't. I mean, I'm yeah. not trying to take anything away from the Giants. Great win, Eli. Two-minute drill went down and did it again. But uh, the Pats D looks fucking. Ugh. I mean, they're looking to prevent D always. Oh. Um. But no, Jets. Jets. Listen, here's the AFC. Jets are definitely there. I was wrong about that. Ravens, Steelers. Um, I don't know what the fuck's going on with Philip Rivers uh, and the Chargers because they just, just yeah.
1: I don't you're know. You're watching a guy fall apart like <laughs> and, and the thing week. is he can yeah and he could throw the ball but they're uh, and you, know, you know what was funny remember when Rex Grossman was good for a week this year yeah yeah yeah. that was funny yeah was and fun. everybody was like oh he beat oh, yeah guy. look you see that he came back in the next week
0: and what they forgot was when he beat the Giants in week one we didn't have Justin Tug or O.C. yeah, yeah. Um, so no hey Jet fans are Jet fans are and I know that a lot of Jet fans wanted me to hear this because I shit on him a bunch and uh, they, they're doing it. They're doing it. We're, we're, we'll see what happens. Enjoy it. Wild West. Um, enjoy it. Um, New York Giants, you are a season ticket holder. Yes, I am. We're actually going to be going to a Giants game on the on, uh, the A-team. Against the Redskins. Yeah, which will be a game of revenge. Oh, uh, yes. Absolutely. Um, and uh, I don't know. The Eagles are done. The dream team. The
1: dream team. They have... They basically did... What Miami, the Miami Heat did Only they shit the bed And it's great to watch them Like I love when teams The year before Like yeah This is a fucking year And they do great For the first two weeks And then they just Shit the bed <laughs> yeah. And nothing makes me happier I like when other people have, Especially
0: a division rival yeah,
1: especially like that Oh there's nothing better. And Them and the Cowboys Like when Tony Romo Breaks every bone I'm like yeah That's great man That's uh, awesome <laughs> When Tony Romo They're done I I don't
0: think that they're going to do anything. Uh, I predicted my Super Bowl predictions. I have to stick with them even though their defense I don't think is good enough. I said the Packers were going to repeat in the Super Bowl against the Patriots. I don't think the Patriots – I just don't know if the Patriots can – the Patriots' defense looks like, honestly, I've never seen a bill belt. They're ranked last, you know, and – And I know that that doesn't really look good for the Giants beating them, but anybody. I think the Jets at home really got a legitimate chance to beat up on the Pats unless there's only so much Tom Brady could do. Um, you were talking about basketball. We'll move on to basketball. This lockout is killing me because I'm a diehard Knicks fan. Um, I've died hard literally so often that I kind of went away from them. Now that they got mellow, I was excited. I was hoping we were going to get a big free agent. And now this lockout, which seems to be the owners, man. Like it seems yeah, like. Yeah, it's
1: like all the players are just like, yeah, we want to play too.
0: The funny thing is, it's like the owners want 50%. And they want to do a fifty-fifty split, but nobody's coming to an NBA game to see a fucking suit in yeah. a suite. Yeah. Like they want to see. Like they they they, they go there to see nobody's fucking Dwight doing, Howard dunk on some fucking white dude. I don't want to see some rich man <laughs> with penny loafers and a pair of binoculars. Nobody gives a shit about David Stern and the fucking owner oh, of the fucking. The only cu- cool, cool owner is 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 Cuban. Cuban. He's yeah. the
1: only one, dude. He looks dude, like Charlie to- Sheen on steroids <laughs> when he. You remember when, like, a week after the Mavericks won that Vancouver had the riots? Yeah. I was like, this is exactly what would have happened if the Mavericks would have lost. Mark Cuban would have went fucking nuts (laughs) and started a riot, (laughs) just popping in places.
0: Um, Uh. No, I I want the NBA to come back. Who knows what's going to happen with that? Last thing I got to touch on on sports, I am fucking thrilled. I've been waiting for it. It looks like it's going to happen. It looks like Mayweather Jr. has called out Pacquiao because a reporter said... Mayweather is undefeated but his career will not be solidified unless he beats who you know he needs to go and beat and then he said fuck it I'm getting tired of this he said I want May 5th to be the biggest fight week like in the past it'll be I heard there's going to be a 50 million a piece payday that's fucking sick and uh, it's ridiculous I get my ass kicked and he for said that. you know who it's going to be the little fella, which means Manny Pacquiao so um, I love his cockiness. I love how he's just like, we're gonna do it on May fifth. I love, I loved Mayweather until I saw him burn a hundred dollar bill. What? Yeah. Uh, I I loved Mayweather until he arrogantly held up a hundred dollar bill, burned it, and I'm thinking about people that can't fucking eat. Uh, and that's the only thing. Like, I, until he did that, I loved the shit talking and I loved everything. You don't
1: burn. That's money. the same thing. With, I I saw this Jay. What, what, no, it's not. There's this Jay-Z... That's gay. There's this Jay-Z and Kanye West video called Otis, and it's just them coming out to a fucking $2 million car, and they just get a blowtorch and beat the fucking shit out of yeah, it. Yeah,
0: and you know what that does for me? And I hear that. What that does for me is that says, you know what? You fuck. I could have bought I your fucking... a
1: real car. It's just a
0: show. All right, you know <laughs> what? Well, thanks for ruining that momentum. <laughs> no, but here's the thing. Here's the thing about it, Okay. You don't burn $100 when people are fucking starving, man, Ooh. in this economy.
1: How you
0: know it was a real $100 bill? No, it was a real $100. Oh, yeah, was, he, was, it, was it? Was it a fucking prop, too? too? No, no, really? he commented on it. It was real. It was real. Chris, giving fucking Mayweather the... the, the uh, you know what? I can't wait. We're doing an exclusive. You're getting on the Versi effect. Yeah, he, he might get, actually say 15 uh, sentences on no, the next he, he, Versi he, effect.
1: Pizza yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's just coming in these little fucking... No, but here's the thing okay I understand gangster I understand money Mayweather I understand I fucking earned it and I'm in there fighting for it I get all that what I don't fucking like is people wake up at five o'clock in the fucking morning to make six dollars and 25 cents an hour and they wanna root for this fucking guy and they show him fucking burning a hundred-dollar bill listen you wanna send me a hundred-dollar bill instead of burning it I'll fucking you know that's cool so that was the only thing I think I think uh, Pacquiao a lot of people saying he's on steroids, and that's why Maywe- Mayweather didn't want to fight. Here's the thing. Here's what I know about boxing. I know that Mayweather's probably the fastest boxer of all time. Ugh. Like, he, him, Roy Jones Jr., Muhammad Ali, are like... When he beat the shit out of De La Hoya, you couldn't see it. They had to super slow-mo, because I'm like, it doesn't look like he's hitting him. They super slow mo it. He was beating the fuck out of Oscar De La Hoya. But like, he, he hit Oscar De La Hoya legitimately hard in the face and body eight times, and to you and me, it looked like...
1: He was just like brushing them. Even, did you see the? But here's the, the last one. Th- he that controversial. The last fight. Yeah, years? yeah,
0: yeah. Against Ortiz. Even
1: though they were saying that it was cheap, it was one. It wasn't even a second. It was no, no, deep. no. It was a sec. It was ridiculous. It was, ridiculous. A, it was ugh. um, you know, and and it
0: wasn't a cheap. I don't like what he did, but legally it was okay. Mm-hmm. Um, here's the thing. Pacquiao is stronger. I think it will be an unbelievable fight. I think the money that they'll make, it will go the distance. I think it will be awesome. I want to see it.
1: Um, so hopefully that happens on May fifth. We need something exciting for, for bo- you know what I mean? boxing. Needs something. They need some. MMA is just destroying.
0: And them. speaking of boxing, man, rest in peace to to Joe Frazier, Joe Frazier?
1: Um, and Heavy D, the rapper. Yeah, Heavy yeah Heavy I, I, and I heard. Yeah,
0: I heard. Heavy D. I he heard that. that on the way. On the way here, I heard Angie Martinez on Hot ninety seven say, uh, "Rest in peace to Heavy D." And then they, you know, they yeah, played Now That fall. We Found Love, and I was like, he he's from um, the same neighborhood my stepfather's from in Mount Vernon. Um, and I remember his album Blue Funk. He has an album out. He had an album out, Blue Funk, when I was uh, in junior high school, and it was fucking awesome. And, uh, and hearing did the about Living this
1: color theme song.
0: Yeah, yeah. He and he was in. He was in uh, the Biggie video, and uh, he, that guy was a rap legend. So uh, rest in peace to him. Uh, speaking of boxing, Joe Frazier, Muhammad Ali made a statement today saying, like, you know, that guy fucking kept the greatest boxer of all time honest and beat him. Um, so, it's fucking smoking Joe, 67 years old, to liver cancer. Uh, it's tragic, but talk about leaving a legacy. Um, so, that's going to be it for sports this week. Next week, I will talk about Jay Edgar and um, hopefully the bludgering of the Jets by the Patriots. Uh, oh, there it is. There it is. Oh, we got, that. we got right on spot, we This is your music, right? Yeah, we'll keep it on. We'll keep it on. Um, move over here, Pete. All right. All right, so this is a little. Uh, this is going to be the out music, heavy D. Um, oh,
1: Chris, you want to just do, I mean, uh, Pete, you want to do the unacceptable for the week? Oh, uh, unacceptable. Uh, when I'm smoking a cigarette and you come up to me and ask me for one, just take it and leave. Don't try and start awkward conversation. <laughs> I don't care how, hey, hey, just leave. Okay, all right, crank, that, crank that up.
0: That's uh, unacceptable for the week. We got heavy in the background, and we're going to do some plugs. Um... Guys, what can I say, man? Uh, I'm running around the city trying to tune up. I will be at Carnegie Hall opening the show for Bill Burr this Friday night at 7.30. And uh, I'm looking forward to it. I will definitely talk about it on the next podcast. Uh, So thanks for all the support and the uh, kind words about that show. And Pete... You will be where?
1: I'll be at the Looney Bin on Staten Island this Saturday uh, at 9, and I will be at Broadway Comedy no Club Sunday at 9. No one cares. Check you.
0: Check him out at the Looney Bin in Staten Island and Broadway Comedy Thank Club. Thank you for having me. My thanks to, uh, my thanks to uh, Pete Davidson and uh, the man to my right chiming in. He will he will be a guest on the show, um, Chris Italia. So, uh... There you go. Rest in peace, Joe Frazier, and the great late uh, heavy, heavy D. D. Heavy Thanks, D. everybody. Until the epi- boys are dead,
1: too. Heavy D and the boys. Now you're talking. <laughs> now you're talking. You're ending the podcast. And uh, Yeah, now all of
0: a sudden he's talking. Um, until episode number 39, I will see you guys soon. Take care. Listen to a little Heavy. Thanks, everybody.